Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Hello and welcome back to the show. On today's show, we're going to be talking a lot about pickering. And the reason we're talking about pickering is because we have a very special investment opportunity there right now. The project is called San Francisco by the Bay Phase 2, building number 2. And the developer is Chestnut Hill Developments. And so we're going to be talking to the Vice President of Sales and Marketing for Chestnut Hill Developments. And his name is Ralph Del Duca. And uh, we'll get to the interview with Ralph in just a minute. He's going to tell us more about Chestnut Hill Homes and uh, this project and why it's a great opportunity to get into. But specifically, I thought just some information about Pickering itself, because a lot of people listening probably don't know too much about Pickering unless you're from Pickering or Durham region. You might not realize what's happening uh, in the city of Pickering. So specifically, over the next 15 years or so, the Pickering population is expected to double in size. Um, Right now, it's just under 100,000, around 90,000. 95,000, and it's projected to go to about 190,000 people. Another big thing that's happening is Pickering is getting an international airport. So Pickering has airport lands, and the federal government has approved an airport to go into Pickering. And so that is going to happen. Um, Also, Pickering is expected to, this hasn't been finalized, but it's expected to get a casino, and not just a casino, but actually a large entertainment and resort and convention uh, complex, you could say. And uh, the city of Pickering, the council has um, has fully approved a casino, and the population of Pickering actually also has approved uh, bringing a casino to Pickering. It's just waiting for the province to uh, make their final decision. Um, but it is expected that Pickering will be the choice for a new casino. Um, also, Pickering will be home to Canada's largest residential development. Um, that's an area called Seton, and it is on the north um, end of Pickering, um, sort of between the currently developed area of Pickering and the future airport lands. In between there is an area that's called Seton. And it's going to be home to 30,000 new homes over the next, again, 10 to 15 years. Those homes will be built out. 30,000 new homes. Uh, Several developers will be building there. Um, And finally, there's uh, south of the 401 in Pickering, between the 401 and Bailey, there is um, sort of a high-density urban corridor that is going to be built out over the next 10, 15 years as well. With, um, with approvals and, and support from the city in place to build you know, as many as 10, 15 high-rise residential and office towers in that corridor and strategically located, obviously, right beside the 401 and right beside the GO Transit Station. Um, so another few other more interesting facts about Pickering. Um, if you are an investor thinking about why invest in Pickering, what's happening there, versus, say, Toronto. Um, And the first thing is that you've got great rapid transportation um, to Toronto from Pickering. It's actually, believe it or not, it's only a 26-minute GO train ride, which is nonstop. They have an express train right from Pickering to Union Station, 26 minutes. 
um, and you are right in the heart of downtown. Uh, that is, uh, you know, it's it's faster than getting downtown from, say, Young and Shepherd, for example. Um, on the subway, you're faster than Pickering. Uh, also, there's an amazing potential rental pool. Um, you're always thinking about who's going to rent from me when you're buying uh, as an investor. Pickering has a very affluent population overall. The average household income in Pickering is $114,000, which is incredible. And approximately 65% of the population of Pickering has a post-secondary degree or diploma. So very educated, very affluent residents in Pickering. And closing costs, of course, in Pickering are going to be significantly lower. Closing costs are becoming um, more and more of a concern for investors uh, looking at property in Toronto. It is a reality, of course, with, with um, any investment. You always have closing costs. Um, but the closing, nice thing about Pickering is uh, you only have one land transfer tax in Pickering. And the development charges you're going to find in Pickering are significantly lower than that in Toronto. So again, there's some interesting things to uh, to know about Pickering. If you didn't, if you want to get all the information, of course, on this opportunity, San Francisco by the Bay Phase Two Special Investment Opportunity, then just head on over to TrueCondos.com, sign up for the information, or you can always send me an email directly, Andrew at TrueCondos.com, and we'll get you that information right away. Uh, and so without further ado, let's get to the interview with Ralph Del Duca of Chestnut Hill Developments. Here we go. Welcome to the True Condos Podcast with Andrew LaFleur, the place to get the truth on the Toronto condo market and condo investing in Toronto. Okay, it's my pleasure to welcome to the show Ralph Del Duca. Ralph is the Vice President of Sales and Marketing at Chestnut Hill Developments. Ralph, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Ralph, why don't we start off, just introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about um, who you are, your background, your history. How did you get started in real estate, for example? Well, I got started in real estate back in uh, the early 80s. Uh, I was in university and business school, and I always had a dream to uh, work in the development industry. And from there, I started to do real estate. I got my broker's license in the summer, uh, sorry, my real estate license in the summer, and started to do some uh, selling of homes at the time while I was still in business school. Later on, I wanted to transition into uh, doing land sales, and eventually started to do new home sales. And uh, I became uh, vice president of sales and marketing uh, for uh, Chestnut Hill Developments, who originally was a client of mine. But then from that time, I became uh, vice president of sales and marketing. And uh, we moved forward from uh, that day on, and we've had a good relationship. We built uh, over 5,000 homes since 1981. And... uh, We've been one of the key builders in uh, the East End, so I know the East End very well, and I've seen the whole uh, growth patterns happening from Whitby to Ajax to Pickering, and I've seen Pickering develop from uh, sort of a little little town to a city and towards going into the future, and uh, we're very excited about being part of that. I've also been uh, um, on the board of directors of the BUILD, which was the Toronto Home Builders Association. I've been on um, many of the uh, committees of the Toronto Home Builders, which is built, and uh, been very actively involved in the industry uh, from uh, the day I started working in it. What do you, it sounds like you've had a, you, you know, a lot of people seem to come into real estate from other industries, but it sounds like you sort of knew you wanted to be in real estate from, from the beginning. Did you come from a, 
real estate family, or I'm just curious what what was the um, what was the appeal to real estate for you, and what do you you know what makes you passionate about it today? I didn't come from a real estate family, but I've always had a passion that uh, uh, I always wanted to be involved in the building industry. I wanted to be a builder. And uh, I wanted to uh, do land development, and it sort of was a progression from being a real estate agent to uh, to getting involved in it. And, and it just excites me every day seeing the transition, creating homes and creating communities for um, uh, for many for many people to live in. As a matter of fact, you were one of the first uh, uh, developers to create a master plan community up in uh, Newmarket, and it was a full service community where we put in the first. Um, um, rec center in it, uh, baseball diamond. So all the facilities were in before the first family moved in. And uh, it's sort of been a key component of our developments that we always make sure that we have the services in place for the residents so they're not waiting for things to happen as they move into their, their uh, projects. Interesting. Um, how does the market sort of different from your early days in the 80s to today? I mean, what, what do you see that's changed and what do you see that's the same? I think what's changed is that people are are more selective as to what they want in a house. It's not space. It's not square footage. It's usable space as opposed to, remember when I first started, everybody was going towards the Scarlet Harris staircase, these expansive hallways. And uh, now, whether it's residential or high-rise, people are saying, you know what, I want space that I can live in it. They're starting to become more and more minimalistic as opposed to having just empty space that they can't furnish. And that's been one trend. And also people are very selective as to where they live and the facilities that are available to them and the proximity to all the services uh, from where they live. That's one of the key components that uh, people are really cognizant of right now. And, and what's your take on the, the question that everybody seems to want to ask? You probably get asked it all the time. Is there a housing bubble or specifically what we're talking about today? Is there, is there a condo bubble in the GTA? What do you say to that question? I don't, I don't see it. Um, I still see it's a steady market. I think what's happened is because there are more players in the industry, there are more sales, so people say, well, you know, there's this big bubble and it's just going to burst. I think people, with the, um, with the advent of advertising and social media and all the ways of talking to people, more interest is happening, and people are saying, you know what, I want to get into the market. And I think we've always been one, – one thing that hasn't changed that's been a constant is that we in the Toronto or GTA still want to own homes, and I think that's a plus factor. And plus the immigration, and because we're such a diverse society, the immigration from all facets and people coming here who are educated and have money are buying houses. I don't see a bubble um, in the um, in the real estate industry right now, and I don't see it for years to come. Why don't we talk about San Francisco by the Bay? Obviously, the, the project that. Um we're, we're, we're dealing with right now and, and we've got a very exciting opportunity coming up there. So tell us a little bit more about the project and um, the history of the site there, how, that, how it came about with, with Chestnut Hill and um, what's happening with, with um, that project right now. Okay, the history of the project is um, it happened as it was an underutilized uh, plaza which we purchased uh, most of the tenants had left, and we decided to take over the plaza and go through the development stage. Our initial plan was to do a low-rise project of townhouses because historically, at that time, we had more low-rise as opposed to high-rise. So we were we sort of spoke with our developers and our sorry our planners and with the city and wanted to do a low-rise project of townhouses. We later looked at the project and said, you know what, maybe there's um, a play here because the GO train station also 
uh, with the intensification that the province and the city wanted in the area, and the coal train station being about a 10-minute walk from our project, we decided to look at the entire project and uh, and put high-rise, commercial, low-rise, uh, live work, and make it a, one of the first master plan communities that uh, high-rise master plan communities in the East End. To that effect, we were very successful. We sold out our 120 townhomes. We released 110 initially, and we sold them out in record time. We released our first building, which had 235 units and commercial space on the first floor, <clears throat> and that also uh, sold sold very well. And um, even right now, the resale of that building is uh, still there's big demand for it for a couple of reasons. It's a clean site, close proximity to the GO train station, quick quick service to downtown Toronto, lake views, and um, you have uh, all the trails surrounding the site. You have a 10-minute walk to uh, Frenchman's Bay down, down by the ports, which has gone through a whole re rejuvenation process. Uh, you've got Cape Cod in your backyard, and it's, it has everything that people want from a security, from facilities, from uh, from commercial. You can live, work there at the townhouses, and you can also live in the complex and shop just below. Um, here's a question I know some people are asking, and that is, well, there's so many condos going up in the GTA, particularly obviously in Toronto itself. Why Pickering? Why is Pickering a good place to invest in, and, and why is this a good um, condo to to purchase as an investment? It's very simple. Um, usually we always talk in the past, said, had I been there then, or we say uh, the good old days were 20 years ago. Well, I can say one thing, that the good old days are here right now. If we look at all the lakeside communities from Oakville to to Oshawa, you can see that things are starting to happen. They happened in Oakville, people missed out. They happened in Mississauga, people missed out. They happened in Toronto, people missed out. All the condos in downtown Toronto right on the lake, whether it was uh, uh, Harbor Square or the other condos that were on the lake in uh, downtown Toronto, the first condos, they sort of became out of reach. Right now, we're at the bottom of the market, and uh, as an investment, you can come in and you can purchase a condo with a lake view, which is close to Toronto, and it's in a prime development. Or you can say, you know what, I want to live here if you're a couple that's starting out. I want to live here because I can realize the profit because the growth of Pickering is very phenomenal. So you can either sit back and say, I wish I had done it, or you can go into it and say, I'm thankful I have done it. Um, there's two things. You can either buy now and wait, or you can wait to buy. And when you wait to buy, the prices keep going up. And then at one point, it'll be a self-serving uh, fact that says, you know what, I knew it was going to burst, but uh, you waited for it to burst, so it had to burst at one time. Um, one thing that's really interesting about the building, San Francisco Phase 1, which is the completed building, like you said, all the amenities are all completed, the building's fully sold out, um, is the rental rates are surprisingly high, aren't they? So can you tell us, especially speaking to somebody who's maybe used to investing in Toronto condos, um, what can they expect on a rental basis there? You can expect between 210 and 250 a square foot. Um, the, the vacancy rate in that building is basically nil. As soon as the units come on the market, they rent out uh, because of the, um, the number of companies that are starting to relocate in, um, in the Pickering area whether it's Ontario Power Corporation, Purdue Pharmacy Canada, Nor Noranco Manufacturing, Hubble Canada, Rogers, uh, Siemens, uh, Yorkville Sound. There's a lot of, these only tell you a few, the search engine people, some high-tech companies, 
plus the 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 fact that education like a lot of number of the the universities and colleges have located there there's an excellent rental market so it's people don't only want to live in Toronto they also want to live there and plus there there are very few rental buildings um in the Pickering area so you have very little to no competition around you yeah absolutely i think uh we've talked about that as well the the lack of supply in pickering um is a huge factor if you want to live in a high rise condominium with fully amenitized building you know concierge pool gym party room everything that we um love in in our toronto condos so to speak um there's very few options in pickering aren't there very few options basically this building not because i'm the builder but it's resource style living and uh, when you walk into the building where the concierge greets you with this expansive two-story uh lobby and uh, when you look at the first building the pride of ownership of the owners of the building, uh, it feels like the building was just uh, completed a month ago, and it's well-maintained, well-managed, and well-kept. The pool is a massive pool, uh, steam, uh, uh, steam bath. You have uh, a whirlpool. You have a, a party room with an outdoor patio. You have a yoga room, fitness room, uh, guest suites, and you have a rooftop terrace with two barbecues and a place you could just, and a, you could just sit there and relax or have a breathtaking view of the lake and uh, you have a beautiful view of the city of Toronto also from there. Whether you go look east or west, you've got views everywhere you look at. Now, another very interesting thing, um, almost like a, uh, a miracle happened or something, is something that we almost never hear about and that's that the maintenance fees in the first building, they actually went down, didn't they? Why don't you tell us about that? And, um, you know, there's a big fear with a lot of first-time condo investors, I find, that they're afraid of maintenance fees. And they think maintenance fees are going to, you know, skyrocket and they're going to kill their their cash flows. And, uh, you know, that is a big worry for a lot of people getting into the condo market is, is what's going to happen to these maintenance fees. And there's a lot of misconceptions out there. But why don't you tell us about what happened with, with the first building? Well, the first building, the maintenance fees actually went down. And uh, right now for the new building, they're 49 cents, which is unheard of in a condo complex, uh, and especially a condo complex with these services. If you look at it, uh, the first building sort of upfronted all the costs of maintenance for the pool and uh, all the amenities. And now you're going to have another 169 families, 169 units are going to be supporting that. So uh, the economy of scale is going to kick in, and it's only going to become less or if not less, it's actually going to stay at the same amount because um, it's well-managed, and um, I'd like to say also that it's well-built. Uh, we took pride in what we did, and we made sure that it was built right and uh, that we uh, put in all the facilities properly and that we didn't uh, do it so it would be wasting money for uh, for the homeowners. But it did go down, and it's uh, staying low. And uh, as a matter of fact, the property manager is telling the first building is behind the second building, and all the budgets are realistic as they came from the uh, uh, from the property manager that's there right now. So it's not a fictitious number that's just right. pulled out of a hat. It's a true number, and it has uh, it has some supportive historical uh, support with it. Um, now, why don't you tell us a little bit more? This is, you know, San Francisco by the Bay Phase 2 is one building, but you've got much bigger plans, I know. Why don't you tell us about um, Chestnut Hill's plans for other developments in the area in the future? Sorry, okay, sorry, go ahead. I talked, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, just tell us about the future plans for that you have. The building is going to be going on up at this complex here. 
there's a small plaza which you own adjacent to San Francisco by the Bay. Uh, we're going to have a 24-story building there, uh, which has been approved. And just adjacent to the GO train station, we have uh, over a million square feet of, of uh, space, that's, which is in the OPA, the official plan amendment. And, um, and that's going to be also uh, developed and built in, uh, within the next uh, few years, uh, which means that a lot of development is going to start to shift east because a lot of the land that's west of us has been absorbed. The costs are getting higher and higher, and uh, people are starting to look at an alternative. And uh, if you look at the entire plan of what's happening in Pickering, they plan to have a lot of intensification, and they plan to do a lot of things to, to change the entire landscape of the city. It has a lot of uh, green space, but they're also very selective as to how everything has been built. Uh, the entire downtown core is going to shift to the south, and uh, making it uh, – it'll be – It'll be where Mississauga was 30 years ago. And uh, if somebody bought a, a place in Mississauga 30 years ago, they're um, living well now because they can sell it, whether it's their, their real estate was their RRSP or uh, they invest in RRSPs. It's, uh, it's a whole new uh, – it'll, it'll, you're at the, at the start of something big. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and is there anything else about this project or about yourself, your company, I didn't ask you about, but maybe that I should have? We take pride in what we do. Um, we build we build homes for people. Um, I know it's always profit is always the main thing, but we also build it for people. We've always been selective on the sites we choose. Um, our sites have always done well from a, a sales pre-sales perspective to a resale perspective. They've always maintained their value, and they've always maintained the, the type of feel that we wanted to to explore and have the people uh, feel when they moved into our communities. Uh, we basically uh, from all of us that uh, we've been together uh, as a team for uh, a number of years, so we've always looked at what people wanted and we we tried to give it to them, and we've been very successful in that aspect. We always work with the communities and we work with the cities we develop in to make sure we give them the right product at the right time for the right people. If people want to find you or get a hold of you or get a hold of uh, more information about Chestnut Hill, what's the best way to to do that? Uh, www.chestnuthilldevelopments.ca.com, sorry. Great. Okay, thanks very much, Ralph. Appreciate your time today, and um, I wish you all the best with San Francisco by the Bay. Thank you, appreciate it. Hopefully we'll see you out there. I'm sure we will. Okay, thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, there you have it. That was the interview with Ralph Del Duca from Chestnut Hill Developments. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you learned a little bit more about Pickering today. And if this sounds like something that you might be interested in, again, just head on over to truecondos.com and sign up for the information um, on this uh, opportunity, San Francisco by the Bay Phase 2. Or you can always send me an email directly, andrew at truecondos.com, and I can get you that information. You can also reach me by phone, 416-371-2333. And uh, be very excited to tell you more about this opportunity. If you are interested, please get back to me uh, as soon as you um, can because this is going to be a limited time offer. Uh, It's a very limited number of suites that we have to sell with these special promotions. The promotions are very aggressive and they are very attractive from an investment standpoint. So the best thing to do is sign up, get that information, and we'll send you all the details, the numbers, the... um, the uh, the analysis, 
the floor plans, the pricing, and more. So go ahead and do that, and we'll get that right over to you. Thank you very much for listening to another episode here. We appreciate your support once again for this podcast. Have a great week, and we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the True Condos Podcast. Remember, your positive reviews make a big difference to the show. To learn more about condo investing, become a True Condos subscriber by visiting truecondos.com.